Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, we're off the edge. Episode 17, I'm Jake Ellenbogen. Joining me, as always, is Cameron Camstradamus Lynch. And uh, today, we are going to be talking about the top 10 power rankings. We graded every single draft class in the NFL. (laughs) And now we're going to get into a little bit of the rest of the NFL and kind of who stands out following the draft, following the draft grades and, and following free agency to a degree. So before we get into that, be sure to like subscribe, comment rate review, wherever you're consuming this content and just a quick word from BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, golf to UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So Cam, we're going to start here and we're going to end here because the entire show is going to be our top 10 power ranking show, right? Um, we, we know how big of a deal the top 10 is. So if you guys want to get mad at us or want to applaud us, there's a comment section for that. There's also <laughs> Twitter at JK Bogan for me at Cameron Lynch 50 for Cameron Lynch uh, and at off the edge show if you want to yell at the show or give the show some <laughs> praise I, I wouldn't mind either or it's it's all fun so definitely we're starting from the bottom <clears throat> going to the top starting with number 10 and uh cam who do you got for number 10 jake i got the jags at number 10 uh the jags i think they've they bolstered themselves up i think i gave them a b during the draft and we always talk about this jake the draft is not the end-all, be-all, uh, right? And these rankings aren't the end-all, be-all because they could go to the season and just flop, right? But the Jaguars, they finished strong last year. Um, with their ranking, I know I believe last year, they were like number seven, a little bit higher in the power ranking list, but I dropped them down a little bit because other teams crushed it in the draft, right? You talk about the Dolphins, you talk about the Jets, um, really the Jets, uh, but some folks really crushed it this, this year. But I got the Jags. Um, coming in n- number 10, Jake, out of the league um, when it comes to after the draft. Um, you think about some of the pickups pickups that they had in the offseason as well. We're not just thinking about the draft, but just their whole um, addition. Calvin Ridley's coming back. <laughs> Jake, we talked about the betting piece, how important <clears throat> betting literacy is at this point. Calvin Ridley, I think he's going to come back with a vengeance, right? The Jags, they lost in the playoffs. I think Calvin's sitting at home like, dang. If only I was there, things would have been a little bit easier. So I love that piece there. Um, and then, you know, with ETN uh, being a little bit banged up, you got some got some running backs, Tank Bigsby coming in from Auburn, which is really cool. Uh, Anton Harrison coming in at tackle to protect, uh, you know, the quarterback there at the Jags. So I, I love their 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 picks there, Jake. Any thoughts from you on the Jaguars in that 10th, 10th place spot? 
yeah, so I kind of wrestled with that. Um, I had them 10th or 11th. I decided to go with 11th, so they missed mine, but they would be the quote-unquote honorable mention. Now, the interesting uh, little tidbit that I didn't know is when they drafted Anton Harrison, they actually knew that uh, Cam Robinson was going to receive a suspension. So um, he, it's, uh, I believe it is a substance abuse suspension, if I'm not mistaken, but he is going to miss some games um, and so I think Anton Harrison, who you and I both liked coming out of the draft at Oklahoma, I think he's going to get a chance to really establish himself early on. And if he has to kick on over to right tackle when, uh, you know, if and when uh, Cam Robinson comes back at that left tackle spot, so be it. But I think they got a really good player in Cam Robinson. And, you know, to add to the running back room, like you said, with Tank Bigsby. And I think, you know, just. Travis Etienne is going to be chomping at the bit because I think he was really building off of a true rookie year last year where he just was able to explode. So you have Trevor Lawrence finally with a normal coach um, and not the worst head coach in NFL history. Um, You know, you talk about that, you know, room that they really kept, you know, together. I mean, you know, they, they did bring back Ingram. We saw what Ingram could do in the playoffs. You have Kirk, you have uh, Zay Jones, you know, I really like the Jaguars this year. I think there's a very high likelihood that they are going to win that division. Um, But I went with the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 10. Now, this is an interesting one here, and I think I'm going to get some pushback on it. Totally understand. It's a little out there. But I think the Steelers are better than a lot of people think. Um, When you look at their draft, they aced it. It was probably the best draft of anybody. Uh, Khan did an incredible job in his first draft taking over for uh, Colbert, who was the former GM for years. They go out, they get Broderick Jones. So, you know, they made that trade up. They got him. They got Joey Porter Jr. They got Herbig. They got Benton. They got Darnell Washington. So I really loved their draft. And I think they just got a hell of a lot better. And they were already a pretty damn good team. When you look now, you have Benton, Hayward, and Ogunjobi in the interior. Uh, not to mention, they also have Montrevious Adams and Leal, who they got last year. You have TJ Watt. You have Alex Highsmith. You're going to have Joey Porter Jr. with Levi Wallace, with Mika Fitzpatrick, with Keanu Neal. You also have Patrick Peterson, who you signed. The offensive line doesn't seem like it's going to be as much of an issue with Broderick Jones. You go out and you sign Isaac Sumalo. Uh, you're going to have opportunities to, you know, get the best out of your offensive line. And are they going to stick with a quarter for a right tackle? I don't know, but there are a lot of options there in that offensive line room. You go out and you get Allen Robinson. You have Calvin Austin, who we just talked about it with Travis Etienne. Like he missed an entire year. Like that last year was his rookie year. I feel like Calvin Austin is going to look at it. Like this year is his rookie year. And you know, he's going to be that power fourth receiver where he doesn't have to start, but he's going to give them an extra gear that I don't think any of them are going to have uh, in Allen Robinson, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. So when you look at all of that, Kenny Pickett going in year two, showing you at the end of the last season, just the, the level of, his play goes to in crunch time. I think they're going to be in a lot of close games. They got a very, very tough uh, conference that they're playing in. And honestly, they're playing in the best division in football. In my opinion, this year, I think the AFC North is going to be absolutely ridiculous. You have Najee Harris to run the ball. I think he's going to have a bounce back year this year. I like Jalen Warren. Uh, Overall, I just think this team is really good. And 
you know, they may not be the team that you immediately think of. And I think there are a lot of people that are like really reluctant to give, you know, Kenny Pickett praise since he didn't have the best year. But it's what I saw down the stretch that leads me to believe Kenny Pickett with an improved offensive line, weapons and a good defense cam. He's going to they're going to be a top 10 team this year. Yeah, I like it. I mean, the Steelers, they make it to the playoffs every year. Right? <laughs> they make it to the playoffs every year. So you mentioned the draft. Probably, what, like I said, one of the better drafts. I mean, I just remember after covering the Steelers draft how energized I, I was. I mean, Joey Porter Jr., like that story is, of course, like the top two story uh, from that draft. We talk about the Dallas Cowboys with that, with Deuce Vaughn, uh, you know, that being a great, a great story. But Steelers, they crush it in the draft and they get better. Jake, you mentioned um, just – the depth that they have now at that defensive line position, um, the, the defensive back position. So they're going to create some turnovers. And when it comes to, you know, Kenny Pickett, he has some weapons. We, we talked about Allen Robinson coming from the Rams. I feel like the Steelers won that trade. So they did a great job on the front on that pickup. They did a great job on the front end of the draft and then, you know, propelled themselves in the second end of the draft. So Steelers, um, you know, they're looking dangerous, Jake. I think Kenny, hopefully he can come along and, like you mentioned, uh, figured his way out throughout this this season. Um, number nine for me, Jake. Number nine for me, I got the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, <laughs> I got the Los Angeles Chargers from my side, on my side uh, last year. I, know I think they were a little bit higher, but um, they dropped down to nine for me. Um, we talk about the wide receiver room with uh, Quentin Johnston. We were like, is this a fit? We're not sure. Uh, Missouri got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You, you mentioned having some type of uh, a flashier player, more of a bolt or a lightning to be injected. Um, but I, I do think Quentin Johnson will be that guy, um, you know, coming from, I, I would say, just the school he came from with that championship caliber team. Um, he's going to be able to bring that experience to from TCU. He's going to be able to bring that to the to the to the uh, charter. So I love that pickup there. Um Immediately they help they help out Justin Herbert. And that's what we want to see. We want to make sure that our quarterback, who's last year his ribs were, were were a little bit torn up, right? But he's gonna be able to sling that football around nicely to another receiver, another threat. So that's always good to see. Um and even going into the and then they also address the the defensive side. So to to Pelotu, um, you know, rushing the passer. Uh we talked about the Chargers, their defensive line being super stout. And so they added someone else to that stout defensive line. It kind of reminds me of the Raiders a little bit where the Raiders like, hey, we have an influx of great, great defensive ends and great defensive tackles. Like, what are we going to do with them? So I think the Charger has, Chargers have that great problem where it's like, all right, we got these elite players on the defensive line. What are we going to do with them? So I think that's just dangerous in itself. You think about, think about the Eagles. So we're going to talk about them, I'm sure, a little bit later. But they're amping up on their defensive line. And so when you think about, Jake, a quarterback stepping in to play a football game and you're lined up against some monsters, that's tough. <laughs> that's a long day at the office. You know, you, you just know, like, hey, I got to get this ball out within two to three seconds. If not, you know, my wife's going to be complaining back at home because my neck's going to be hurt. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I, I love I love the the pickups from, from the Chargers. Um, we talk about some of the receivers, uh, Darius Davis. I, I know we talk about having that um, that gadgety type player. I think the Chargers kind of address that there. So they got three monsters that can go for the deep ball, 50-50 uh, balls red zone. And then we got Darius Davis who can be there, your, um, your, your gadget guy. And then Max Duggan, uh, <laughs> Jake, the fact that they got him at number seven, that's that's insane. So you, we got someone who can step up off, step up off the bench and go win football games. He wins the national championship. The fact that you got him at the seventh, the seventh round, that's excellent. Chargers, number nine for me on the power list. 
So I I like the Chargers. They didn't make my list. Um, uh, yeah, I thought they had a solid draft, like you and I d- discussed. I I do think that you know there there's something missing with them. I, I guess really what it comes down to is I don't know if it's coaching or just late in games the Chargers do not finish well, and I think we saw that against the Jaguars last year in the playoffs a uh, perfect example of that where you have a guy in trevor lawrence who threw what four or five interceptions was able to come away with a win that shouldn't happen it's not like yeah. it hasn't happened before because cough cough russell wilson did it but you know it, it's it they have they have the talent don't get me wrong and and justin herbert i mean he's one of the best quarterbacks in football i mean he's fantastic i don't know what's going on with um you know austin eckler I think that's that's one thing I really need to figure out. Where's Austin Eckler playing football next year? Is he staying with the chart? Like that's up in the air to me. So I don't really know. I'm not comfortable putting him in the top 10. So number nine, I'm going to go with Miami, uh, the Miami mm. Dolphins. I think they got really good. Um, you know, they make that trade with the Los Angeles Rams, acquiring the rights to Jalen Ramsey, adding him with X Howard. And then you go out and you get Cam Smith in the second round when you don't have a first round pick. You just bolstered your cornerback room. You also have Nick Needham, who I think is underrated. And they have guys like you talk about Javon Holland and Brandon Jones and Deshaun Elliott in the secondary. Uh, they've really done a nice job. You know, they, they gave away a first round pick to Denver for Bradley Chubb. They have Jerome Baker. They have David Long from Tennessee, the linebacker. Um, You look, Jalen Phillips is a first rounder in his own right. And I think he is going to be an absolute outstanding pass rusher uh, over the course of his career. You got Christian Wilkins. You got Raekwon Davis. You got Zach Seiler. You got Emmanuel Ogba. I mean, the list really goes on with them. They just have such a nice looking roster. Uh, And really, if Tua stays healthy, uh, the sky's the limit with Miami. I'll be honest with you. I mean, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill are just not guardable in this league. Uh, you know, Cedric Wilson, underrated receiver. We saw what he did in Dallas. Didn't really get a chance to do a ton last year, but, you know, they really like him. They got uh, Robbie Chosen Anderson, <laughs> you know. Um, he's somebody that can, you know, stretch, uh, go over the top and stretch the defense out. You got Braxton Berrios, who was Mr. Utility for the Jets. So they saw him pretty uh, frequently. There's another guy on this roster, though. Eric uh, Izu Kanma uh, from, I believe, Texas Tech. Really liked him in the draft. Goes fourth round in 2022. Don't sleep on him because this is somebody I think could have a really good preseason and maybe push his way into that rotation. But either way, you know, they fixed the offensive line, at least for the most part, it's a pretty nice offensive line. Now you, you look at it at least and you're like, Oh, okay. You know, Teron Armstead, you know, you go out and you get Eichenberg second round 2021, Connor Williams, Robert hunt. And then you have Austin Jackson. You get, you go out and get Isaiah win the other day. I mean, really liking the look of Miami. And I mean, that coach, he can coach, man. You know, Mike McDaniel, his first year, he's got Vic Fangio as his defensive coordinator. Uh, Dolphins are going to be a problem. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I had him on my list too, Jake, and I figured you would go with him. So uh, I was like, all right, let me just pick another team, right, and see how that goes. But no, the Dolphins, they might have gotten snubbed, well, through their own actions, right, not having a first-round pick. But um, with the few picks that they did have, Jake, 
um, they 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 capitalize on him. You got Devon A. Chain right coming out of the running back out of the backfield with that super speed, Jake, that home run speed. So the Dolphins, like you mentioned, just they made some great moves getting Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you know, for the Rams fans, that that hurt our soul, bro. Because you know, we we got we got Hunter Hunter Long and hey, Jake. I'm actually looking at Hunter Long's stats. I saw that he only had maybe about two catches two years ago. Maybe for no, he had one catch for eight eight yards. So the fact that the, the Dolphins offloaded that and then brought on Jalen Ramsey, <laughs> they definitely won that trade. Uh, it, it hurts my heart. We do believe in Rams podcast, so it hurts my heart saying that. But we're talking about the Dolphins now and their power ranking. They definitely leveled up this offseason. So shout out to the Dolphins. Um, great job there. My number eight, Jake, going to the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, you talk about what they did dirt before, right before the draft. Day before the draft, they lock in Lamar Jackson, uh, former MVP. Um, thankfully, that happened after Aaron Rodgers got his stuff taken care of. So Aaron Rodgers happens. Great. Now let's take care of Lamar Jackson when it comes to the NFL. He's taken care of, highest played quarterback, um, and he got what he needed. Odell Beckham, that addition beforehand, right? That's he's missed he's Mr. Football, Jake, right? When you talk about football, when you talk to somebody about football internationally, they're gonna of course talk about Tom Brady, but they're gonna definitely bring up Odell Beckham at some point. So no matter if he is year eight to ten in his career, whatever that looks like, he's still gonna put butts in seats. So that was a great move by the Ravens. And then picking up Zay Flowers, uh, right? Odell, I mean, Zay, Zay Flower calls Odell, um, you know, right after the draft. And they had that conversation. So that was really, really cool. Um, you know, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Aguilar, you know, in free agency, that's a nice pickup as well from the Ravens. So, you know, Lamar has options. Uh, you know, Rashad Bateman, right? He, he has options. He has essentially a whole bunch of first-rounders to throw the football to. The previous year, he had Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, and Devin DuVernay. Uh, and James. So it was a little tough there, but he has now uh, a, a nice arsenal um, to throw to. Um, you got Andrews as well, who's a top tight end in the league. So I like the Ravens, Jake. I like how they're cooking this year. So I got them at, as number eight. Yeah, I think really the Ravens are always that team on paper or just in general, you, you know, preseason, they're always in my top 10. Um, and they're always in contention to be the AFC champion for me going into the season. Um, that's not the case for me this year, but I do have them on the list. I won't tell you where because we'll get to it, but <laughs> I, I very much like them. And I think as long as Lamar Jackson's healthy, this team's good enough to win it all. Um, and going out and getting Zay Jones or sorry, Zay flowers going out and getting Zay flowers. I already told you, I mean, I thought he would have been just absolutely electric for the chargers. And I think he's going to be electric. He gives you that like Antonio Brown esque, you know, mm -hmm. receiving ability. Um, he is so, he's so strong at the catch point, but also this is somebody that when you watch him blocking, like he, he wants to put you in the ground and it's like, mm -hmm. wait a minute. I thought all wide receivers were divas. I thought they didn't care <laughs> about that stuff. I thought all they yeah. cared about was, you know, not getting touched, getting open and catching the ball in the end zone and doing dances goes against everything that I've ever heard. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, so yeah, Zay flowers, definitely. I'm a, I'm a fan of his game for sure. But 
number eight, I actually am going with the Detroit Lions, who mm. let's stop the madness, okay? They are going <laughs> to open up the season playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Cam, you can see who's watched football over the last year and who simply hasn't. Because the people who have watched football know why the Lions are playing opening night against the Chiefs. And the people who haven't watched football are the ones complaining about the Lions opening up, uh, you know, opening night. Here's what I'll say to this. Okay. The 49ers played Seattle, uh, you know, in the first round of the playoffs. And I'm not going to say what you, you probably are expecting me to say, uh, because obviously week 18 was not great. And uh, the lions were hosed and they should have been in the playoffs. I'm going to just say this. I think the lions at the end of the year, the ball that they were playing, what Dan Campbell was getting out of that team, what Jared Goff was doing with the folk, because he hasn't thrown interceptions since what week eight. I saw a stat. It was crazy. Um, just the level that the lions were playing at, at the end of last year, they were the third best team in the NFL. Like I, I really believe that I feel like the lions would have beaten anybody. They could have beaten anybody. They would have beaten almost anybody. I think they could have won the Super Bowl. I know it sounds crazy to say, but that offense wasn't stoppable. That offense was dominant. They were scoring like crazy. And then their defense was starting to play at a decent level towards the end of the year, which people kind of want to pretend to forget about. So when I look at the Lions right now, I mean, sure, you know, Mr. Touchdown last year, Jamal Williams is gone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. They trade away DeAndre Swift. They didn't do it for cap reasons. They did it because, well, they think they found something better. They signed David Montgomery from their rival Chicago Bears for a three-year deal. And they go out and they draft Jameer Gibbs. And uh, I think Gibbs is going to be a star, you know, day one. I think he's going to be absolutely insane in that offense. They got Josh Reynolds, has the fam the familiarity factor with Goff uh, playing in, in L.A., Amon Ross St. Brown, who's one of the best, you know, receivers in the game. Uh, Marvin Jones, who is a fan favorite. He's going to scratch the back, the, the fan service, but he's still a good player. And I think a lot of people forget that because he went to Jacksonville and kind of played more of a veteran leadership role and didn't quite have to get involved as much. He was more of a fourth or a fifth option. Um, I still like, you know, what they have in Khalif Raymond. But man, let me tell you right now. They got this kid out of Iowa, Sam Laporta, in the second round, who is going to be a monster, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I tried to warn people, this is the best tight end from the draft, and he goes to the Lions of all teams with mm -hmm. Ben Johnson as is the offensive coordinator. By the way, big reason this whole thing is working is because Ben Johnson, despite all the offers, despite the fact he probably could have had any of the uh, available head coaching jobs, Ben Johnson chose to stay he wanted to stay because he saw what they were building and so with ben johnson returning jared goff still at quarterback when they could have had any quarterback they wanted with two first round picks they could have moved up and gotten any other guys they're sticking by jared goff they're sticking by their offensive coordinator they didn't do something stupid and fire dan campbell right aaron glenn is back as defensive coordinator so what do they do? They go out and get Jack Campbell. Wasn't the, the biggest fan of the pick, but hey, he's a good football player, right? Brian Branch, 
You know, you have Aiden Hutchinson, last year's first overall pick. Uh, you know, you have Cam Sutton, who you get in free agency. You grab Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to stink for them. It's going to help you. Uh, Ch- Tracy Walker the third's a stud. Kirby Joseph's a stud. We talk about, you know, Illinois being potentially DBU incoming. They've been doing a great job. Emmanuel Mosley, who's very underrated, coming from the uh, San Francisco 49ers. James Houston, who nobody talks about, had like nine sacks. No one wants to ever mention that guy's name, probably because he was a sixth rounder last year. Huge steal for them. Just wanted to give him some credit. What they've done, they, they have one of the best offensive lines in football. What the Lions have done is they've taken something that they were good with Stafford, but Stafford was really carrying them for the most part. Their defense was an issue. Their offensive line was really hit or miss. Some years it might be solid. Some years it was awful. They've taken all the capital they got from the Matthew Stafford trade, and they've reinvented themselves. They've focused on the issues at hand. Brad Holmes is a big reason for this because Brad Holmes was with the Rams from 2003 to, I think it was 2021. So, Brad Holmes comes in. They go out and they get a coach that's hungry. This Lions team, there's no reason to say that this Lions team can not only make the playoffs, but they can win the damn Super Bowl. Okay, hot take. Cut it up. Uh, You know, you mentioned something. Ben Johnson staying at the Lions because he sees something special. I think that's really important. I think that's rare because people are going to look to get the bag. The Lions, like you mentioned at the end of the season, were looking super dangerous. Nobody wanted to play them. Aaron Rodgers, it probably could have been the, one of the reasons why, hey, you know, while we're leaving this place, it's my last game here. Um, I want to get a win. If I win, do I stay? If I lose, do I go? And maybe in the darkness retreat, he was like, mm, the Lions beat me. It's time to go. <laughs> you never know. But the Lions looking super dangerous. Um, we talked about the coordinator um, staying because he saw something important. The team that I have next and number seven, a coordinator that decided to stay, Dan Quinn. Defense coordinator of the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys at number seven for me, Jake. The reason why I state say that, Dan Quinn was a former coach of the Falcons. So we used to battle with Dan Quinn. I used to play against the Falcons a lot. And so him taking the role as a defensive coordinator of the Cowboys is really cool. Um, and the best thing that I saw during the draft was Michael Parsons on doing a podcast. I saw him doing a show and him showing a text to Dan Quinn talking about, hey, we need to go get Mozzie. That's our guy. And Dan Quinn responded like, I'm all about it. Let's go. And so I loved how they moved up in the power ranking because we talk about happy wife, happy life, happy Michael Parsons, happy Cowboys defense. So I love that for the Cowboys. Um, you know, when it comes to scoring touchdowns, they can get it done. So the fact that they are now bolstering up that defensive line times 10 is amazing. I'm just going to read off some of the the defensive linemen that they have here, Jake, right? You got the you got Mozzie stepping in. Um, they had some trouble in the run game, so got Mozzie to stop that. Um, Michael Michael Parsons, uh, you got Dorrance Armstrong, you got Demarcus Lawrence still, and Sam Williams. So you got some boys that can really stop the run and go get up, go get after the passer. So the fact that the Cowboys got Mozzie um, and Dan Quinn, that's really awesome. And not to stay, say, Jake, let's 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 put a timeout here. The Cowboys had the best story of the draft, right, with Deuce Vaughn and his dad. That was the best story. So they're just going to jump up a little bit even more, right, in this ranking piece here. But I love the way that what they did in the draft. Um, great stories. Great job by them. Um, you know, Luke Sh- uh, Shoemaker as well. Uh, we talk about a great tight end. Um, he's 
he's one of the better tight ends out of the draft. I wouldn't say number one, right? You mentioned number one, uh, but Luke is in that top five out of the out of the tight ends coming out of the draft. So I love that pick there, um, where Dak can have someone to throw the football to. So right, he's getting he's getting in trouble. Hey, let me dump it off and give it to someone who can make some plays. Um, and then they even double up even more in the draft, right? With more with more edge rushers. So. Hey, the Cowboys are looking dangerous. Like I said, we got Deuce Vaughn um, to, to back up the running back room. I know Ezekiel Elliott left, so we got Deuce Vaughn to step in and support. Um, it feels like we had two scat backs now. You know, you never know, but um, Deuce Vaughn, an explosive playmaker. So, yeah, I got the Cowboys, Jake, stepping up in this draft, and they did a good job. I actually do not have the Cowboys in my top ten. They're mm-hmm. another team that missed, as well as the Vikings. I want to throw them out there because I'm going to get asked, where are the Vikings? Uh, they're not yeah. on there. Um, my next one, San Francisco 49ers, number seven. Nice. All right. So <clears throat> the 49ers, right. You know, they go out and they get Christian McCaffrey last year to add on to the fact they already gave up capital to go and get Trey Lance. Now we can sit here and talk about the Trey Lance move being very confusing and not really knowing what direction this team's going in, but let's just talk about what this team is right now, okay? They did go out and get a potential starting caliber safety like we talked about on one of our uh, grade shows, uh, Jair Brown. I really like D Winters. I have, he has a shot to actually play this year, I think. Um, they have one of the best defenses in football. Now, they go out and get Javon Hargrave. That was overkill. Did they really need to do that? I don't know, but he's really good. Um, they did lose D'Amico Ryans, however. Mm. And I think that is going to sting more than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. I think Steve Wilkes is very good, but I think D'Amico Ryans was, I mean, I, I don't want to say he was better than Robert Sala, but he was on that level. And to make it so there was like no turnover at all. Well, it makes sense because they were in, they were both in the building at the same time. That's not the case with uh, Mr. Wilkes. No, 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 no. He's a new guy. And so things might be similar, but it doesn't, it's not the same thing as just having a guy come in, you know, to a position where he's already in the building while the other guy's manning that position. So I really do like their defense, but don't be surprised if they aren't as dominant, aren't as well oiled as they were last year. However, I do think Javon Hargrave, they deserve praise for. I do think going out and getting Isaiah Oliver was an incredibly underrated move that they do deserve praise for. Um, They didn't do a ton in the draft as far as, you know, going out and getting guys that can play day one, but I think they got some solid guys. And of course they drafted a kicker that we've already, (laughs) we've already had a laugh track of uh, comedy over, but let's look at it this way. Okay. I don't know who's going to be the starter. And I think that's the most concerning thing. So when people ask me, Jake, why do you have San Francisco at seven? Do you just hate them? Is that, is that why? No, that's not why at all. The reason they're at seven is because I have a legit question mark as to who's going to be the quarterback. And I think it's absolutely fair. Now you could say Kyle Shanahan's offense is foolproof. And I would say maybe to a degree, you're right. I mean, we saw it. Uh, (laughs) We, we joked about it, right? Jimmy Garoppolo just, throws straight down the field. You know, it's the quick one read, you know, quick slant. And it's like, no one ever covers it. It's like, it's always open, but I don't know if it's going to be Sam Darnold because right now it sounds like it's going to be Sam Darnold. 
And if that's the case, that's not the quarterback that you would <laughs> expect them to go with, right? You'd expect them to go with Brock Purdy. And if they don't go with Brock Purdy, well, I don't know. So I think they have a lot to them. Their offensive line is pretty much going to be the same as last year, which is always a good thing, um, except for the fact that they are losing the right tackle. Um, he's out, the the kid from uh Notre Dame, I'm totally blanking on his name. Colton McKivitz will take over. Uh, but the receivers are pretty much the same. And, you know, the running backs are pretty much the same. So really not a lot changed, which is a good thing when you're a team like the Niners. But I have them at seven. And I think they should definitely be in contention to get back to that NFC title game. Yeah, I agree, Jake. The fact that I think just starting with Christian McCaffrey, uh, full stop. <laughs> I think that might have been one of the best mid-season trades in addition additions to a team that I think I've seen a minute and the Rams might have it for a little flash with Baker, Baker Mayfield right him stepping off the plane 48 hours uh scoring some touchdowns and winning a game but the 49ers I think I've seen the biggest shift in their um their gameplay when they got Christian McCaffrey so I mean had like a triple crown I think when he first stepped into the field so it, it was a crazy crazy adjustment so 49ers I love that power ranking Jake um, I'm going to go back to the kicker spot here, right? Because I know you hate talking about the kickers. It's like, hey, let's not spend that much time on the kickers. But <laughs> we always talk about Robert Aguayo, right? Getting drafted super high, second round by the Buccaneers. And then the 49ers selecting Jake Moody at, at, at the third round. Jake, I mean, the 49ers, they score a lot of points on offense. But the fact that they're adding another person that can, I want to say is automatic at scoring points, but that's that makes them that much more dangerous. So uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to do this year. And you mentioned it, the defensive side of the football. With D'Amico not being there, Jake, I, that's going to change a lot. We talk about the Rams and, you know, what they've done in the Super Bowl and some of the coordinators that they have left. You think about the Eagles this year. They lost both coordinators. I know they're going to be pretty high on our list here, but will they be the same team? We're not sure. So I think the coordinator position is so important because it's like having a chef in the kitchen. We talked about this, having mom cook versus dad cook. So. That dad may not cook great or mom may not cook great, but if you take one of them away, then who knows what the recipe is going to be like and the ingredients are going to be like. So curious to see where that goes for the 49ers, Jake. Um, my next one, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's my number six, Jake. Um, the biggest move during the offseason, which is keep it 100, Aaron Rodgers, right? If if Tom Brady moves during the offseason, that's the number one pick. That's the number one story. Aaron Rodgers is second behind, right behind that. He him going to the Jets broke ground in the sports community. Um, so that's why they're number that's no, why they're number six for me, Jake. Um, and their draft pick, Will McDonald. Okay, the Jake, the fact that they picked him first, because I know he was your guy. We were talking about him too. We were blue in the face. We weren't really talking about Nolan Smith and all these other guys, like, hey, pick them. We were talking about him. He was our biggest sleeper. Um, you know, the only thing for me for him was he was a little bit light in the pants, but as as Salah said during the draft, we're gonna get you from that four eye to that nine technique, my guy, because you're 230 freaking pounds. <laughs> so unreal, unreal, unreal. Um, so I think just to see, also to add to this, the progress from last year to this year. I think they were ranked like number 17th in the in the in the ranking, and now they jumped up to number seven for me. Um, I think they made the most progress from last season to this season. Um, and then it's going back. Um. <clears throat> to some of their additions, right? Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, uh, McCole Hardman. I know what Hardman, uh, you give him some slack, right? But 
um, Billy Turner, uh, and they draft they drafted Carter Warren. So they got some guys, Jake. They got some guys. Um, you know, they got a center after that, Joe Tipman, and they got an offensive tackle from Pittsburgh, Carter Warren. So, <clears throat> and then um, Izzy Izzy Abacanda, uh, Jake from from Pittsburgh. I mean, these guys. These guys gonna be these guys gonna be cooking, Jake. They're gonna be looking. They're gonna look pretty dangerous. Um, you know, come when the season starts. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to see it. Like I said, J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jake, I've never been a a Jets fan like that. But Salah coming to the to the Jets and seeing the the changes, I'm gonna have to give me an Aaron Rodgers jersey at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, and it's just gonna look so weird, man. I, I don't know. That'll be an adjustment. He's in green and he's wearing number eight, not 12, but Hey, I like it. And I respect it. Cause you know, I mean, let's be honest here. Like Namath even said he could. And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like that. That's your number. Like that's retired for a reason. It, it's cool. that he did that. I'm sure fans will give him some bonus points for that. But um, yeah, I, I have the jets on this list, but I'm not going to tell you where, uh, <laughs> so, uh, to be continued, but, uh, number six, I got the Buffalo bills. And I think the Buffalo Bills have to have a real conversation. What are they going to do? Because, I mean, at this point, you have to make the Super Bowl this year. There's there's no excuses. I mean, you're going to start like we saw Stefan Diggs, like the pressure's already mounting. Right. I mean, Stefan Diggs, like you you could tell. And, And I just feel as though. This Bills team has a lot, and, you know, we saw, you know, their their GM, Brandon Bean, and what he came out and said, like, you know, that we're not going to put ourselves in a position where we have to blow it up like the Rams did. And it's like, well, the Rams got a Super Bowl, so you got you to gotta find a way to at least get to a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. You owe it yeah. to that community. You owe it to that fan base. That fan base went four straight years lost all four Super Bowls. So they got to get at least one ring, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, They're trying to jump through tables, Jake, without a championship. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I have them at six for that reason, not higher, um, because right now I feel like they're a really good team. They look good on paper, but they're better teams in their own conference, in their own division. Because clear- Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a problem. And, and if you can't get to the AFC title game, you know, this isn't going to end well. And, you know, I think with the Bills going out and getting Dalton Kincaid, some will look at this as this is a luxury pick. I look at this as this is the this is how we get even. Right. This this is how we win. And, you know, I think Kincaid is going to be that number two option. I don't think people are ready for what Don Kincaid can do with Josh Allen. This isn't just a tight end coming in and having to learn to play the offensive line and the wide receiver position, which is always the thing I bring up for young tight ends. This is a tight end that's going to be asked to just catch the damn ball. And like you said, throw it up to just throw it up to him, throw the damn ball. And when I look at Dalton Kincaid, he's, he's blessed because he's coming into an opportunity where he's going from uh, Cameron rising. who's not a bad quarterback himself at Utah to Josh Allen, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL has got pinpoint accuracy. He's got the velocity. He he's going to, you know, he keep in mind. We talked about this also on the show. He's trying to cut down how much he runs. So this guy is going to throw it up and, and give him an opportunity. And I think Kincaid is number two behind Stefan Diggs. I really believe that. 
in his yeah. rookie year. And I think that they're hoping to get something like a Kelsey, something like Kittle out of him. And I think when they look at other teams around the league, they're like, man, Dawson Knox in the red zone is like automatic, but we need a guy that's going to do everything like in the red zone, right? Not just the red zone. And so I think that's why that they went out and got Dalton Kincaid. He could be a mismatch. He can be a matchup nightmare. And when I look at him, I'm thinking, okay, the Eagles, you got your Dallas Goddard, the, you know, the, um, the chiefs got your, your Travis Kelsey 49ers got Kittle. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I just think like with the Ravens, with Mark Andrews, this is going to be a big slot guy. This is going to be like a, a combo, you know, just a big wide receiver. Cause I don't think they're going to even try to, to step in the pool of like, Hey, we want you to develop as an all around receiver. They're like, this is the mission. Go out, catch passes, and then we'll work on developing the rest of your game. And I think that's the smart thing to do. Cause he's so good in one area. Um, you know, I actually really like the fit cam and, and I really liked when they got James cook last year. And I liked the way he played down the stretch last year. They go out and they get Damian Harris. He's a solid runner. Um, you know, they got Latavius Murray, Naeem Hines. They got Jordan Mims, who I liked in the draft out of Fresno state. They still have Gabe Davis who can, you know, stretch the field deep down the field. They go out and they get, um, you know, they had Khalil Shakir fifth round pick last year can make plays after the catch, but Deontay Hardy who had a kind of a banged up job, uh, last year's return guys, kind of a, you know, a gadget guy in new Orleans. He's coming into this organization. He can do some things. Offensive line is looking good. You know, it's looking stout. And then, you know, you look at the defense and well, nobody's going to question the bills defense. So I, I like this sixth spot. And I think you could definitely make an argument. They should be higher, but they are definitely, uh, you know, in the top 10, no doubt about it. Yeah, Jake, I think at this point, now that we're getting to like our five, you know, our top five, top six teams, I think we'll have a little bit of crossover here. So uh, you talk about the Bills. I have them a little bit higher, Jake. I have them a little bit higher, but I'll talk about them now. Um, you know, we talk about <clears throat> the big story, Josh Allen. Hey, that was all season. Josh Allen, we need you to throw more rather than running more. Protect your body. This was coming out of the, the owner's meeting. So that was a big piece. Okay, fast forward to the draft, Jake. I see a clip actually last night. Um, folks in the war room, one of the guys was like, man, now that they got Dalton Kincaid, I can sleep great at night, right? One of the guys said, it might have been the GM, Jake, Mr. Bean. He said, I can actually sleep better at night because we got Dalton Kincaid. So going back to your point about the tight, the, the teams that find success have great tight ends. You think about down the street or in the same division with Travis Kelsey. The reason why Patrick Mahomes is so successful is he has a Hall of Fame, the best tight end ever to play but also has other 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 people to throw to. And he has one of the better coaches. <laughs> let's not let's not look past that. He has one of the better coaches. That's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame as well. But I think the key to this is having having this offensive line block for him, as in Josh Allen, right? So he didn't have, so he didn't have to run so much. But then also having uh, an option to go to, if he decides to run, who is he going to throw it to? Who is going to give it to? So I love how they went in the draft and they got him somebody. And they got, some, got him someone who can block. Right. You got him uh, with the Osiris Torrance um, out, out of Florida. Um, and they went and got Justin Short out of Florida. So you got two athletes from the same school that could be on the same page. So um, they're getting him tools to not run the football. And then let's go on the defensive side, Jake. Uh, my guy, Dorian Williams. 
Now we talk about the Camstradamus piece, and it's just crazy the fact that that we tied this in here. Uh, you know, with Dorian Williams, I know, like for me, what got a Jake was the dreads. You know, the the dreads, the dreads are what got me when it came to him. Um, and I was like, oh, he reminds me of somebody, right? The Edmonds brother, and so. I, I really liked him there. Liked him there. I'm glad that they picked him. Uh, they talk about his coverage skills, Jake. Uh, they're, they're they're next level um, when it comes to Dorian. He can run run to the football, and so he's going to be that leader on the defensive side. So they got better this year, Jake. The the Bills, and I know it took a long time to talk about them, but um, they were top of my my list, um, Jake. And I'm gonna jump to six really quick, and I'll pass it to you. Um, I had the Dolphins. Um, I know we talked about the Dolphins a little bit earlier, but. We just go back to the Jalen Ramsey trade. I think that's where they that's where they won this offseason was with the Jalen Ramsey trade um, and getting and then um, <clears throat> some of their picks that they have too in the draft with with, De- with Devon A. Chain. So um, you know Elijah Higgins, they got another p- person for um, two to throw the ball to. So I got the Dolphins at number six, Jake. I know we talked about the Bills; they were they were your number seven, but um, the Bills a little bit up further for me. But the Dolphins, the Bills, they're both crushing it. <laughs> So you got? Do you have the Bills at five? I have the Bills at five. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So I got yeah. the Ravens, who you already talked about. I got them at five, and nice. I just, yeah, I gotta say, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., Aguilar, uh, Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely. I really like Charlie Kohler. I mean, no one talks about him, but they were both picked in the fourth round last year, tight ends. So, um, you know, you got J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. I, I mean, I really like the look uh, of this offense and everything that's around Lamar Jackson. The offensive line looks stout. You got some big bodies in the offensive line. I mean, Ben Cleveland is a monster. He is absolutely huge. I think he's like 330, 6'7". I mean, he's he's a huge dude playing guard. Um, you have Ronnie Stanley. You have Tyler Linderbaum. You have Kevin Zeitler, and you have Morgan Moses. Um, and you also have Daniel Falele, the 400-pounder that's uh, <laughs> behind. So, yeah. Who's going to get through there? It's Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. Um, you know, so I, I really like what they've done for Lamar in, in actually getting him some weapons. I think Zay Flowers could have a monster season as a rookie because he can make plays all over the field. And Lamar doesn't have like the common misconception is that like Lamar can't throw the deep ball. He can. And the thing here is that Zay Flowers isn't just a deep ball guy. I love how we see, you know, five, nine, whatever, you know, Zay Flowers is definitely smaller, but we see that like five, nine receiver instantly that comes to our mind is, Oh, that guy's a deep threat. I mean, Flowers is more than that. Like he plays above his frame. I I just told you, I mean, he can literally, he wants to block you into the ground. Uh, I I don't know, man. I think when, when you look at it, I mean, they just, they got a lot and they already have a defense that's headlined by guys like Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, Rocky Sin, um, you know, Roquan Smith, who they signed before Lamar Jackson. I might add that was a little weird, but yeah, I got the Ravens here at five. I think they're a really good football team. And as long as Lamar's healthy, this team is absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Yep, I like it. The Ravens looking dangerous, Jake. Uh, I'm going to jump a little bit. Um, I'm going to go up to my number three pick here, Jake, because I think we're, like I said, I think we're starting to cross paths. But I got number three, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, Jake. Uh, I got the Cincinnati Bengals up on my list. Or number four, I got the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, 
Zach Taylor, just what he's doing um, at Cincinnati. Uh, it's next level. Um, I mean, my man is crushing it uh, with Joe Burrow and, and that list there. <clears throat> Talk about just their draft, Jake. Uh, I know they, they signed Orlando, Orlando Brown Jr. as a, as their left tackle. <laughs> they, I mean, is y'all are cheating at this point, right? You bring him from the Chiefs. Um, so Orlando Brown Jr. Um, coming to play tackle. It's like the rich get richer, huh? The rich get richer <laughs> out here. So it's a great move. Um, and then even going to some of, oh, I mean, Lael Collins, Jake, we talked about him. And we talk about the draft. A lot of times you get those crazy draft stories. Lael Collins, you know, I had a chance to train with him and um, he gets hit with some crazy, you know, issue and his draft stock drops. And so he goes, I think, to the Cowboys and balls out there, then goes to the Bengals and is finding some success there. So, you know, the fact that they have him, the fact that they've also, um, you know, brought on some great folks on the defensive side as well. Uh, we talk about Jordan Battle coming out of Alabama, uh, playing safety, looking dangerous. So um, that that's <laughs> that that uh, defensive back room out of the out of the um, Crimson Tide, man. You know, the fact that they're stepping into this draft, uh, looking pretty strong here. So they got some boys, Jake. They got some boys. The Bengals always looking strong. Um, Can't forget about and- Chuck Sizzle. Chuck Sizzle. There you go. <laughs> Chuck Sizz. Got to have him. And then, um, oh, also going in the wide receiver room, Jake, you know, you got um, uh, Tyler Tyler Boyd, but someone to come in and step in for that. Charlie Jones uh, coming out of Chuck Purdue. Sizzle. <laughs> Chuck Sizzle. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Chuck Sizzle. That's your guy. That's your guy. Chuck Sizzle. <laughs> exactly. Um, stepping oh. in, for, in, in that in that piece. Um, I think what? 2.7% drop rate. So uh, that's He's catching every football that gets thrown his way. So, um, man, the Bengals, we talk about the rich getting richer, um, getting Miles Murphy to uh, on the edge, right, uh, at, at their first pick uh, at number 28 coming out of Clemson. <sighs> man. <laughs> yeah, I, then, hey, yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah, well, yeah. Let, let's dub this uh, as we, we wrap up this show. Let's dub this the Elite Four section. For those of you yeah. who are Pokemon fans and know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> the, the Elite Four section. So you got four, you got Bengals. Mm-hmm. Three, mm-hmm. you got... Three, I got... Um, I think I had the Bills. I think I had the... Sorry, I had the Bills um, at that. Three. I had the Bills at three, um, Eagles at two, and then our guys at one. Jeez. Gotcha. So I had the Jets at four. Ah. The Jets with a mediocre quarterback last year would have been in the playoffs and done damage. Yeah. So the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers plays like he did with the, the back-to-back MVP seasons, they might be hoisting the Lombardi trophy. Yeah. I mean, that defense is built to win and that offense, we saw it when Brees Hall went down, they were, they were completely different, but with Brees Hall, he turned a mediocre offense into something to behold. And they gave the the Packers fits last year with, with Brees Hall. Um, Number three, I had Philly. Okay. Number two, I had Kansas city and number one, I had Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals, Mm. I believe are the best team in the NFL. Oh, and wow. I'll take it a step further. I think they're going to be winning the Super Bowl. I think Joe Burrow. <laughs> all right. I'm tired of all the, well, Joe Burrow's already been to a Super Bowl. And if you lose the first Super Bowl, you don't normally go back. Tired of all that. All right. Yeah. Joe Burrow has played two full seasons in the NFL. In those two full seasons, a Super Bowl and an AFC title. 
Okay. Uh, I don't really care what people say. Uh, Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's got a ton of weapons, right? Really good offensive line. Like you mentioned with Orlando Brown jr. And like Jonah Williams, Uh, they go out and they get Irv Smith, who I think is underrated. And we talked about how important these, you know, tight ends are. Then the draft, I mean, they just, they hit an A plus in that draft. In my opinion, they already had a really good defense, but they go out and they add Nick Scott from the Rams. Um, You know, you talk about adding miles Murphy to that rotation. You got Trey Hendrickson, you got Sam Hubbard, uh, Jordan battle, Dax Hill, Cam Taylor, Britt, Chidobe, Awuzie. You go out and get DJ Turner. I mean, my God, this, this team is stacked and they are the best team in football until further notice. And I will say this right now, you know, the chiefs won, right? They, they won last year. They did. Mm -hmm. That was the first time they've ever beaten Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had won three Joe Burrow and the Bengals had won three other times. So, and that game came down to the wire too. Maybe a couple Mm -hmm. calls too. You you know, if you want to go there. So next time this could be in Cincinnati and it could be, it could be a different game. Might not even be against the chiefs. Cause I'll tell you right now, the AFC is just a dog pile. There are so many <laughs> talented teams, you know, that I don't know who's going to come away with it. And I feel like we'd be, uh, you know, we'd be remiss to, to not mention the Eagles and the fact they won the NFC, t- you know, the NFC title last year, they were in the super bowl. They were very mm-hmm. close to winning it all. I think the Eagles um, are really the team to beat in the NFC. But after that, it's just the NFC is just not that great. And I think that's kind of the pattern you and I had in our uh, power rankings. I mean, if when you look at our top tens, I have what three teams in the NFC, seven out of the AFC. Yeah. I mean, seven out of the AFC. And think about it. Not all of these seven can even make the, the playoffs. I don't think like, I don't think it's even possible. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no. And I <laughs> go to the NFC side, going back to the Eagles, just looking at the defensive alignment that they got, right. Guys that come out of Georgia, um, that <clears throat> that's next level. Um, that's next level with those Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, um, rushing the passer, and then even going to the Illinois, right? DBU with with Cindy Brown. So these guys are hitting everywhere they go, Jake, when it comes to the Eagles. Um, you know, they got Tanner McKee, right, to back up at, as quarterback. We talked about how important the quarterback position is and how quarterback is currency. So, um, you know, the Eagles have definitely turned the corner. The NFC is looking like theirs, Jake, at the moment. Um, unless someone else wants to come in and contest and then going back to the AFC super stack, the chiefs though, Jake, the chiefs, I know they won last year, but the thing that gets me is their draft picks, Jake. They got someone from Stephen F Austin, SMU and ball state, right? Um, Nick Jones coming out of ball state and like their seventh round pick and Nick Jones come out of ball state might be a starter, right? Come, uh, you know, in a certain amount of weeks or depending who's next up. So, the Chiefs are looking dangerous too, Jake. So I'm excited to see what happens. Like you mentioned, the Bills, they have to win at some point or someone ha- is going to go, is going to leave there. And then the Bengals chomping at the bit, right? Joe Burrow, LSU, national championship and champion in college and then finding the Super Bowl in his first couple of years of the, in, the Super, in the NFL. So I like it, Jake. Um, it's going to be a great year this year. I agree, Football. man. I mean, we've seen teams get closer than the Bills and still blow it up in two years. So it's been kind of a, a miracle here that the bills are still somewhat together because normally you'd have guys wanting out, but huge year for them. They have a lot of pressure on them before we leave. I just want to wish a happy birthday to cam's former teammate. And one of my all time favorite players, Robert Quinn, 
Uh, happy birthday to Robert. He's turning 33 today. He's a former All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. He was the 2013 Pro Football Writers of America Defense Player of the Year. Should have been AP. Uh, played seven years with the Rams, three years with the Bears, one each with Philly, Dallas, and Miami. Started 142 games, 102 sacks, 32 forced fumbles, and he's still playing. We don't know, you know, what how that's going to look, how much longer he'll be playing, but... Uh, it's two years ago. We had what 18 and a half sacks. The guy is just ridiculous. Yeah. Happy birthday, Rob. We call him Gumby Jake, right? Cause he can bend, <laughs> he can do it all. Um, sack master, uh, happy birthday, Rob. <laughs> so yeah. Happy birthday, Robert Quinn. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Be sure to like subscribe, comment, rate review, uh, wherever you're consuming this content, be sure to follow us at JK Bogan at Cameron Lynch 50 and at off the edge show. You could also subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, uh, but we'll see you guys soon. Take care folks later. Peace. American giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.